Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years. And I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep. Most of my life, I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. A few things before we get started. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner that I have made available to all of you? It's a planner that you can use every day and you just plan your day out in advance and then you follow your plan and it really helps the clients that I coach. So I've made that available to all of you. I'll have it in the show notes and it's also available on Instagram in my link in bio. Also, have you joined my free Facebook group? If you need extra help in your plant-based journey, come and join the group. I think you'll love it. All you have to do is go to my Facebook page and there's an option on that page to join the group. So come join it. I would love to get to know you better there. All right, I think you're going to love today's episode. Episode 36, interview with Chef Heber and his wife, Erica. And you're even going to hear his kids a little bit in the background. So I think you'll love it. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Um, I hope you're all having a good day in podcast land. We, at our house, it's been a really awesome day. So I want to tell you really quick what happened to us today. So our, my son, he's an eighth grader. And last year in seventh grade, he tried out for the basketball team. And it was a really big deal. And he didn't make it. And all of his friends did. And it was so sad. And I remember as a mom wanting to call the coach and yell at him and like fix the problem for him. And it was just really hard on our whole family because we just watched our son be so disappointed. Well, he came to me and said a year ago, he said, mom, it's okay. I'm going to go on a rec team and I'm going to get better. And then I'm going to try out for basketball again next year. So now is next year. And he did that. And today he found out he made the basketball team. So it's a big deal at our house. So I don't know what's happening out there, but I think like people have bought Sonic drinks. I don't know. Like we're just that people are celebrating at my house today. So it's just super fun. And so it's a good day at our house, but it's also a good day today because I get to interview someone that many of you have been telling me that I need to interview. So today we have on the podcast, we have Heber Rivera and his wife, Erica, and I'm super excited that they're going to come on today. So, hey, you guys, they're on now. Go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hello. (laughs) And um, so let me tell you a little bit of how I know about them. So I actually followed their account on social media, on on Instagram for a while. And he's a, you know, he's a chef. So they, his account is Chef Heber. Is that right? Is that your account? Yeah. Yeah. Chef Heber. So he, I totally follow him and it was, it's fun to see their cute family on there and everything, but he posts his food because he's a chef and I would watch, you know, all the food. And finally I had to, I decided I can't follow him anymore because I just can't, I live in Texas. I'm never going to be able to eat his food. (laughs) And so then when everyone's telling me, you need to, you need to interview Chef Heber. You got to interview him. And I'm like, oh, that guy that I stopped following. Yeah, I probably should interview him. So (laughs) it's super fun to actually get to talk to them today and talk about this um, amazing company that they have that serves so many people who eat like the way we all do. And then to hear his story and his wife's story. So I'm so glad you guys are on. This is going to be super fun today. 
Yeah, we're excited. Thank Thanks. you. We're so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. So let's let's just jump in. I think that your story is so fascinating, Hebert. Tell everybody about how you grew up. Uh, okay. I was born and raised in Monterey, Mexico. And I did culinary school and all my training in Monterey and Mexico City and other places. Um, and then I had the opportunity to come to the States, uh, specifically to Utah. And that was around 10, 11 years ago. And then I loved it. I love the state. I love the people. Um, and I love the culture. And it was something different. I was very happy to see the snow. And then after two months, I got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but I'm still here. And then I met Erica. And then we're married. We have two beautiful kids. And life is wonderful. That's that's my my testimony. That life is whatever you want to make it. That's beautiful. Well, I want to hear a little bit more about your life in Mexico. I would love to know how you ate growing up in Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, growing up, my mom was very uh, into natural foods, um, and my grandma was a chef at one of the uh, main restaurants in in Monterey. And so my mom was also a really good cook. And so she would make uh, even like when we were craving like uh, chips and, and, you know, uh, chips and, and not very healthy food. Um, instead of we going to the store, like she would make it for us. Um, so we always ate very, very healthy, very whole very close to the earth um, because that's the idea and the way that she wanted us for she wanted for us and um, and then growing up uh, my parents got divorced and so my mom had to uh, pick up some extra hours some extra jobs and I was in I, I had to be in the kitchen a lot because I had to cook my, my own food and my brothers. So that always got me very interesting into, well, how can I cook this? How can I make this better? And, and growing up, I remember one of my idols or one of my superstars was Jamie Oliver, um, which <laughs> I haven't met, but I, it's in my bucket list to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> And then I remember he would always cook with ginger and and garlic together. So I was like, huh. I was always very intrigued by his techniques and his flavors. And um, yeah. So you so you actually you didn't grow up on the sad diet at all, on the standard American diet. You you ate real food growing up. Yes, yes. And I think Mexico, sorry, I'm cutting in, but I think Mexico is really good at that too. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, it's so, such a part of it is like beans, right? Like beans and mm. corn and different things like that. So like, even when I met Heber and I never really grew up eating Mexican food at all, except for like the enchiladas my mom would make. And I don't know if those resemble anything <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like casserole. But anyway, when I met him, it was just it's always very fresh. You know, like if you don't have cilantro in the fridge, you, fridge you're probably dead because you should have that. You know, something like that. But yeah. something uh, something that I remember, uh, something very interesting is that the standard American diet, which we know right now as fast food from pizza to uh, fried chicken or hamburgers, it was considered a luxury in Mexico. Yeah, like you dress up to go to McDonald's. Uh, yes, and, and it's also um, a, a very expensive meal. So we didn't have that kind of money to spend in a fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, instead of going to a pizza plate, Domino's or something like that, uh, my mom would make the pizza for us. Mm. So, so uh, great. Yeah. That's yeah, so but, great. But, you know, it was considered like, well, you're poor, you don't have money to go to right. Domino's. But on the other side of the coin, 
it was the best thing ever that could ever happen to me. Yeah, for sure. I love that your mom went to work and took extra shifts. And then that's when you started cooking and started feeling like, well, I got to feed myself. Yeah. <laughs> Let me watch Jamie Oliver figure out how to do that. That's awesome. So you came to the state, but you did your culinary training in Mexico. Yes, yes, I did all my all my culinary training in Mexico, and I started cooking very young. Uh, like my my career started about fourteen, fifteen years old, and when all of my friends uh, would go to summer camps and summer vacations, I was cooking in kitchens. You know, I was being trained oh, wow. by, by chefs and spending uh, lots of hours. But um, I think my um, uh my my career in the in the food industry started when I was about nine, ten years old. My mom uh was would make cheesecakes and she would give them to my older brother and to my dad so they would go out and sell them. And I was like, hey, I wanna be part of it too. I, I and, and I would tell my dad, hey, can I can you can I have some so I can go sell them? No, you're too young. Uh, go, <laughs> go play. And then I would tell my my older brother, "Hey, do you wanna give me one or two so I can go?" No, no, these are just mine. So I would be like, "Hey, mom, I want some. Like, I can go sell them too." And so, like, I remember this day she made um, five, and she gave me a plastic bag. And then I just went out around the neighborhood and started knocking on doors and telling people, hey, I'm selling cheesecakes. And, you know, maybe it was that people saw me that I was like this little kid. They're going to help you out. That's a pretty good cry face, so it could be that. Yeah, maybe it was that. (laughs) (laughs) And But I sold them. Like, I, I sold them all and, like, before my dad and my older brother did. So I went back home. And I got another five and another five and another five. And I was like, oh, I love this. This is great. Um, and then that was, uh, the, I did that just for a little bit. And then when I was 11 years old, I started working. Um, oh, he's a bagger. As a bagger at supermarkets, just bagging food. And, you know, I was just a kid. I would, I would just get paid with tips. the tips. Of oh, wow. But we're still, we, we were still working 40 hours a week. So I consider it a job because of the amount of hours that we were putting. Um, but I was just a kid. I, I, you know, they, they don't put you into payroll or something because it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So you came to the U.S. Did you come to the U.S. for to work, to be a chef here? Like that's what you wanted to come to utah to is that was that what you planned to do or um no originally it, it was just a it was just a, a trip that i was doing with some some friends um we wanted to do we wanted to get out of mexico and do something different and so i had a friend who was getting married and so he invited us to the wedding okay and uh, it was actually his anniversary like yesterday okay. and so so we never made it to the way we we rented a van we went to texas we went to san antonio we rented a van uh and we drove from texas to to utah and then to idaho because the wedding was in idaho and we never made it to the wedding because we didn't have any gps or or <laughs> you didn't know to get there. <laughs> and we had the address and the address was incorrect so we we never made it we never found it but um i i started making friends and so one thing led to another and i started working in in fine dining restaurants Mm, that's amazing so i'm so curious how does someone who is a chef eating all the things decide okay now i'm just gonna eat plant-based because I know I have some some of my husband's siblings who are very good cooks and they have a very hard time. They've wanted to be plant-based, but they've had a really hard time wanting to get rid of the oil and the butter and the cream 
Like, so I just, that jump for me is so fascinating that you took that. So tell, I I would love to hear about that. Like, how do you decide, okay, we're just going to be (laughs) plant-based. Well, yeah, well, I, because Heber was classically trained, like in cooking. So it's like French cooking. So it's like, when you eat broccoli, the first ingredient in broccoli is actually butter, you know? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So like that, that was the transition when we decided to go plant-based because it was cutting out pretty much anything that was a staple for any of the cooking that he'd ever done. Yeah, but I think the 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 thing that actually helped me a lot uh, was to read the data and to do research. Uh, and because when we got married, we wanted to be healthy. We wanted to have a healthy lifestyle, and so we started doing research. Um, and then we found forks over knives, and then we found the China study. And we we decided to give it a, a a week, and then we still had some like fancy cheeses and and meat in the fridge. So we're like, okay, let's eat this first, and then we'll start. And so we did that, and after that we started, and we felt great during that week. So we're like, maybe we can do another week, and we did. And I remember at work, I mean, I was still. I needed to to still cook the same food that I was cooking at the restaurant, um, but I always found a way to just limit it, limit my um, my because you you have to taste your food. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. So. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's pretty good at uh, like if he ever has to cook anything that we don't eat necessarily, like. He knows the food really well. He will still taste some of the stuff, but he knows the food pretty well. He, he can generally tell like if it's good or not, even mm-hmm. without knowing what he puts in. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. So, so you guys get married and we're like, and we're going to be healthy and we're mm-hmm. going to go plant-based. So when does that, I actually want you to back. I want, we chatted a little bit before we started the podcast. I would love for you to tell them the first time you'd even encountered plant-based eating Heber. Cause that wasn't your first time. Oh yeah. No. So my mother had a heart condition and this, this was about like a year, two years before we, we met. Um, and so I found this documentary um, that would prove how people can reverse their illness, especially heart disease, with just diet. And at the time, uh, my mom had already like a few surgeries and, you know, all of these uh, things that they do at the hospital when you're when you have a heart condition. And I just told her, I gave her the challenge. Hey, what if we go uh, plant-based for a period of time and I'll do it with you and let's see if you can get better. And so she did. She got so much better um, in about a year or less that she was even able to get rid of all of her meds. And the doctor was like very surprised, like, oh, wow. Um, Because I was always the translator. So I was always there. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, so yeah, I think that was the proof that I had that wow, actually this is really good and you can you can change lives. But I think part of it also was like and we know a lot of people are like like this, like you have to eat healthy just when you're sick. So you like you did it with her, but then yeah. after a while you started training he started training in martial arts MMA and doing stuff like that. And so like everyone was like, Well, no, I mean you don't have a condition, so you should just eat like we all are. And so you need to get lots of protein from meat and egg white smoothies and all this stuff. So when I met Heber, this is fast forward probably about a year after that, I didn't I didn't hear anything about being plant-based. Yeah. And I that was never something that I had ever considered. In fact, it was something I probably feared because there was that there's that narrative that they just like shove down your throats. It's like you gotta get your protein from meat and you're gonna die if you don't have any, you know. And so yeah. Like I was, I wasn't even thinking about that. And so when we got married, um, Heber, that's actually something I love about Heber. He's always like Mr. Planning and goals. And I was always like, well, just, you know, just as long as we just live fine, it's fine. That was my goal. And so we, <laughs> he sat down, it was like a weekend and he was like, okay, so what are we going to do so that we can be healthy? And 
and we can keep like we can be we can still be fit and be married and I was like so the irony is that um I I have a sister who's uh a weight trainer and she does like pro weightlifting competitions and I texted her and I don't know if she never saw the text or anything and I was asking her if she could get us on a meal plan and she never texted back so that's when Heber was like I'm gonna take the the reins here and he was like well let's just watch this documentary so he he showed me forks over knives and pun intended cold turkey that day we decided to go plant-based and just and and try it out um well and then we well we did have a height a hiccup because we decided to eat the pork that was in the fridge (laughs) that's yeah i love that so you guys were watching friends get married and not be so healthy yeah so you thought i want to do this different and i think everyone listening knows what happens when you get married and you're very happy and that sometimes equals pounds right on our bodies so so I want to go back to your mom for a minute because we talked about how, you know, you were eating the standard American diet. So I'm assuming she wasn't either, but then she has heart disease. What do you think? What were the links? Because I, I mean, it just, yeah, you now she, she, she was eating better than Americans. Yeah, <laughs> she was, think- but there was still a lot of meat involved. Uh, there was still a lot of ground beef, uh, and I would say also a lot of stress, you know, when, uh, when they got divorced, I think that put a lot of weight into, uh, my mom's shoulders and, and, you know, that's, I think, I think that's what started it, but also it's very interesting to, uh, hear the doctor because they were trying to trace it back and they found that when she was a kid, she had um, rheumatic fever. And so they were linking that to her problem having her heart murmurs. Yeah, problem with the heart. Um, But I mean, on top of that, you add the stress and you add, I would say that the meat, the dairy, and all of those things that are... Yeah, I would think your mom used oil. Yeah, absolutely, which it's also inflammatory for the body. Yeah. So that's, so it just, it goes to show you that it's not just our fast food. It's meat, dairy, oil. It's our big contributors. And well, I think sugar... Removing that. Yeah, like sugars, like all that mixed together. She would do a lot of uh, like cheesecakes and stuff to sell. And so, I mean, that that's in the home as well. Sure. Yeah, baked goods mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big lifestyle change for her still. And and I, I love that you, like, help her. You eat that way with her. You basically save her life. And then you're like, okay, I'm done with that. He's <laughs> like, all right, that chapter's closed. We're done. I think that that happens, though. I think that happens not so much, like, maybe for your mom. She probably still feels like she has to eat this way. But I think that, like, our families, I know my family's, like, waiting for when mom is not going to eat this way. Yeah. Or, you know, like, they're not when they're not all the way on board, they're thinking, this is just a phase. <laughs> well, because that's the, that's the world of the diets. That, yes. That's what a diet is it's made for. That's what a diet it's, it's created for. So you, you don't, you don't have a, a lifestyle diet right diets are just like because we eat like this not there's no end in sight it's not like we're gonna stop tomorrow it's this is because this is premium fuel and so we thought well that's way better well and i think even in that realm i think when you get on the plant-based facebook groups and things because they ask you to live so much in the perfection of it and then they make you feel like okay that creates a diet feel but also I don't know, because it's a lifestyle for me, like if, I don't know, like last night, my husband showed up and he had brought treats home from work. And normally I don't even want that stuff. But last night I had a bite and then I just moved on. And it didn't mean I'm not plant-based anymore. Right. It just meant, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Where in my old life, I felt like I would have had to eat the whole plate right, or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, or I can't, you know, but a bite was fine and it actually was way too rich for me. And I just moved along. So it's, and that's going to happen. You're going to be in a family situation where you can't be perfect all, all the time, but you're just like, 
three times a day, most of the time, I'm giving my body really good food. And then sometimes I can't be so perfect. I love that. But, you know, but that diet mentality that so many women and men are in makes you think you're either all in or all out. And I think I love when you talk about it's a lifestyle. That's what we're saying when it's a lifestyle. It means there's no end in sight. So (laughs) with that, there means there's you don't have to be perfect at it either. Yeah. You know, well, and I think it's part of like, what is the emotion that's driving it? Because something else was when we started uh, and you'll notice rather than be like, we have to do this so that we don't have, you know, that we don't get surgery in 10 years or we don't have heart attacks. It was, we were just did it with a sense of curiosity. And I think that's what helped us last so long into it because it was like, well, what if we just try a week? And so then we weren't so hard on ourselves if we didn't try. And that's, yeah. I think how it helped us last so long rather than, you know, this, if you, if you, you know, some sort of sense of failure at something. And it wasn't that at all. It was just, I'm just curious. And I'm, I'm just, I wonder if this could be really good for my health and, you know, just keep that up. And I think it also yeah. has to do a lot with the mindset because a diet will always give you the foods that you cannot eat, but a lifestyle will give you the foods that you can eat that you don't know about and that you will remain with and, and it, it helps you to think outside of the box. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I call them swaps. Something I used to eat, you know, now I find a way to eat that in my, with my new parameters yeah. that I have. Yeah. And, and I get to eat, I don't know if you guys get excited about this, but I get, I get excited about how we get to eat in abundance. Mm-hmm. It's not about portion control. It's not, I get to eat till I'm full. I get to enjoy my food. I don't have to portion control. Like all of that is so joyful for a chronic dieter that's been a dieter her whole life. Like you just get to enjoy your food. So I love that. that was, well, that was something for me too. I don't think he were ever, I, I was at, I was about 25 when we got married and uh, up until then, I really hadn't had to do any diets or anything. I've always been pretty athletic and, you know, not worried about the pounds, but like at 25, like my metabolism was like, I'm going to change. And so I all of a sudden became, did become worried about like, well, am I getting too many carbs or am I getting like this sort of thing? And so whenever it was food time, there was like this fear around it a little bit um, because I was like, well, is this in my mind? It was like, is this going to make me uh, go up 20 pounds today? You know, I think that it sounds ridiculous to say it, but really that's kind of the thought that was there. Oh, most of the women listening know about fear with food. And I think that that even happens within the plant-based community because doctors talk about eating in different ways, Mm -hmm. right? Like they all have like their guidelines. And I just think that we have to be really cautious of that and just stay in the, you know, these things are healthy. And sometimes you have to eat intuitively a little bit. And that's very scary to women (laughs) who have dieted and if who've been told this is how you're supposed to eat. And, you know, I'm going to follow all your rules and to tell them, well, eat intuitively within the plant world. That's kind of scary. So, (laughs) but it's, you know, it's a muscle and you strengthen it and you figure it out and, you know, and it's really just walking away from all of the diet mentality and that, that's challenging. That doesn't just happen. And I have to say, it would really help me if a chef would just live in my house. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's what I did. And I really recommend it. But... <laughs> so chef Heber, tell us how you transitioned from, I'm a chef. I'm going to just cook, you know, the food for the people that the people want in this, you know, standard American way, basically with all of this you know, things that we expect to use for food to taste good. How do you shift from that to, okay, I think I'm going to offer plant-based options. Yeah. I'm going to be a plant-based chef. Yeah. Well, I think uh, something that uh, happened to us is that we love having people over for dinner and we love, like, even if we meet someone uh, at the supermarket and we like them, we're like, Hey, come over for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, our home is always we we're always expecting someone uh, to show up for dinner, and something that they always say is that, "Wow, if I could eat like this, um, I would be plant based without a problem." So that clicked, and I was like, "Oh, I think we can do something here. I think we can help a lot of people uh, by cooking our, the way we do the recipes that we know." and sharing it with them so they 
don't have to struggle with all the cooking thing. Well, I think even it becomes uh, the word comes to mind is like transcendental because like people eat plants and they realize that they feel really good while doing it, but then they hear the emotion that's placed with it too, because we have this relationship with our food, which is really good. We're so grateful for these plants that work in harmony with our body rather than the fear or the portion, or this is just fuel like it's th- these are this is just some amazing stuff that we eat and so i think people see that and they feel like well it's different i you know like i i kind of want to incorporate some of that yeah yeah so you just you just saw a need and then you thought okay how does that turn into um i mean do you do all of this in your own house cuz basically tell them about your business so you provide plant based meals yeah so um what we did was we started looking for uh, commercial space, commercial kitchens, and we found one and we started using that space uh, that had all the regulations in place so we could um, sell food and make food from there. Uh, And also a funny thing is that we started selling just uh, just plant-based vegan food when we started, uh, and we didn't get we didn't get any orders. So we're like, oh, I don't know if we can <laughs> oh, do no. that. <laughs> um, so then we started just playing around with um other recipes and incorporating um other recipes and uh telling people that this was a way for them to transition and helping them transition to a plant-based lifestyle. And so we said, okay, 80, 90% of the meal that you're going to have is going to be full of plants. And then you can have a little bit of the chicken or the fish that we, that we also cook for you. And so that got the interest of more people. And that's how uh, they started uh, getting to know us and ordering and spreading the word. Um, and so right now we have a menu that's composed of 50%, 100% uh, plant-based meals. And the other 50%, we have uh, dishes with uh, chicken, fish, um, salmon, um, something like that. But also those dishes... Um, 80 to 90% of the meal is also just plants. Mm. So even the people eating that meal, they might be having some meat, but it's predominantly plants. And so even there, so they are transitioning with that. Yeah. And eventually you're just, they can get to the meal where the meat's been left Yeah. So 99% of our customers, um, they would say, well, uh, I'm plant-based, but my husband is not. And, well, he mm. also wants he's he's more open to try it uh, if we're ordering from you than if I'm ordering just a, a, a meal that's just vegan, you know. So we know that we're helping people to at least try it and and be more open to it. Mm. That's am- I can see that my husband would be all over that. <laughs> well, and that we usually, he would be very excited. We about usually that. see that with people that the and it it usually is the wife. I will say not always, but a lot of times it's the wife that is the one that has gone plant based for whatever reason, and then her husband will see like them ordering, you know, half plant based, half with meat, and then as it gets uh, as they progress, we'll see like. Uh, three-fourths plant-based and then so which is it's such a good sign to us it's like well they they see how great plants are and that you don't have to have meat to be alive yeah which I think is I think it's sometimes the mentality that's like well if I don't eat meat I won't feel good and so it's just like they don't want to do it yeah so tell us how you have two kids and I think some people have got to hear them in the background <laughs> as we chat. Like we're really in your house. I love it. So tell us you're raising plant-based kids. Yeah. And I would think that there are people in your life who are very concerned about you not giving your children dairy and meat. Like how has that been to navigate? A pediatrician. <laughs> uh, well, I, so we went plant-based like a month into being married and then Found out we were pregnant uh, almost a year later. 
Um, and so like people, I, I think for the most part, our family was like, well, that's weird that you're being plant-based, but when we bring a baby into it, all of a sudden people really have opinions and, you know, they thought maybe it was just like a fad we were doing, but then I was like, you know, uh, we had some concerned family members, um, with good reason, I think just because of we're, we're kind of going off of the beaten path. And so they want to see us thrive. And since they don't have any information about being plant-based. And children have to have dairy. Yeah. I mean, this is, you are like going to hurt your right. children. Yeah. And like, where do you get your <laughs> yeah. vitamin D? Well, the sun, but, um, you know, there, so we, it started in my pregnancy. I think people were just concerned like that. I wasn't eating eggs in the morning and how am I getting, you, I feel like the, you're not getting the protein, protein. And comes up. And so the irony is that I did, I did track it a couple of times and I was right on the target numbers that they need. And it was just with like, I mean, a healthy portion of some legumes and whole grain, any whole food and eating till I was full, I was always right on target with anything that I needed. So like that's, and that's yeah, fascinating. It, and it's, I know even, and I uh, did take a prenatal supplement uh, that first pregnancy, but um, afterward, I just always knew that uh, as long as I was eating all the whole foods and making sure I had a good variety that my numbers would be fine as far as like my blood tests go and the baby. Um, and so when we had our, well, so when we had our first baby, um, there was always, always, you know, talk about like, well, how are you going to breastfeed and things like that? And being plant-based, I never had any issue with that. I always had a lot of breast milk and, um, never had to, you know, worry about supplementing or anything like that. And, uh, I remember when it was about, we were like 10, 12 months in, our pediatrician said, okay, well, you're good to switch to cow's milk now if you want, you know, for your baby. And I was like, what? And we had told him that we were plant-based before, but I guess that he just forgot or something like that. And or he doesn't even know. Yeah, he was like, so you let us occasionally. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So I, I don't even, I don't even know what he thought, but we, um, so we actually decided we wanted to look for someone that supported more our lifestyle as well. But that's when I first kind of ran into people have this paradigm of, uh, of what raising healthy kids is. And it's always having a jug of milk in the fridge of cow's milk in the fridge and, or weaning your children off onto some other beverage that is, you know, because what we've done is just breast milk to food. So rather than having mm. like some other intermediary and I, I mean, and I, everyone has a different story, of course, but uh, for us, we just, I just breastfeed longer. So, I mean, you know, like two, two and a half years and, um, and then you go right to yeah. food. Yeah. And I mean, there's, a, right, there's that transition in there anyway. So we have, right now we have, um, he's about 20 months old, I want to say, and our second child. And so he still breastfeeds right now and eats some other food. Uh, and within the next couple of months, he'll probably kind of be less interested in me. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so it's, but it's just amazing to see how it looks because I think we make it harder than it has to be um just in uh in our culture is just like okay well now you need to wean your child um rather than just like letting the child kind of decide and giving them like you had talked about like this abundance of fruits and vegetables and laying it out before them and he also tastes a lot in my milk um and so they're very used to like a lot of these flavors dr b i can't think of his whole name and it's hard to say but the gut health doctor he talks about how the best gift you can give your child is to nurse them until they're two because what it does for their microbiome. And so I just think that that's so amazing. And it's just such a disservice that we're told, Oh, you're one. Okay. You know, and cause I just think most moms want to do what's best for their kids. And I think that if the standard was raised a little for doctors just to say, Oh, let's try to do it till they're two, you know, like some encouragement about that, but it's very like, not lean that way and then to go and then they're asked to go right to milk which is the worst thing for their microbiome so you know what I mean so it's just fascinating to me that it's all backwards and how beautiful that you got to figure it out because I never got to figure it out and now I'm trying to have be plant-based with teenagers so just just love this life (gasps) you guys get to do where you have all the control oh yes (laughs) well and it's pretty great on that I'm just because we've learned so much not intending to really um but even with like breast milk and all the microbiome and things like that, we've actually been able to help other people um, that 
had like a one particular case was a friend of ours had uh, like severe Crohn's disease. And so she had just barely had a baby and was trying to breastfeed, but really was just taking all of her nutrients at that point. And so um, she, I ended up giving her breast milk. Her, our babies were about the same age um, for about the, the, for about six months, I think until he was ready to not be on breast milk and it completely changed him. And so like, because the, you know, your baby inherits kind of what you have and her, her microbiome. And so all of a sudden he stopped spitting up. He had uh, better stools, like all of this stuff and not saying that I'm amazing. It was just because I had been on a plant-based diet. And so like, it was just yeah. amazing to see that. Well, and she had the opposite going on. She had Crohn's, yeah. which that means her microbiome is completely right shot and needs to be healed right and so and he's getting that right because that's all he switched to a healthy microbiome yeah so it's just that's fascinating oh that is amazing well that's awesome well and I just um I just think that it's so encouraged what I loved about the story of how you guys like offer your meals I think that that's something that you can if you're trying to get your family to be plant-based your meals can for a while can be mostly plant-based and add what you need to. So your family will still eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause that's what you guys are doing. You're like, we're going to add some things. So people are comfortable with this meal, whether that's meat, you know, for it's meat, but do that with your mm-hmm. family. And then eventually they figure out, Oh, we like this food. And eventually I don't miss the meat. Yeah. I think even we can follow that guideline just that you guys kind of do in our own houses. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not, I think it has to be perfect for it to be counting yeah. right you know yeah. Yeah, exactly so okay well I have you on this was like I was telling my friend I'm asking you this today so the hardest thing for me chef Heber is salad dressings it's just like the like I just when I went plant-based I kind of quit eating salad dressings because I just found no joy in the plant-based salad dressings <laughs> so I just want you to give me your best salad dressing today. And I would love for it to be one that's not like cashew based because I am insulin resistant. So it's got to be like not a lot of fat, but still really good. Okay. So what you got? So, uh, and this is something um, that I made a lot in Mexico without being even plant-based. But um, we had a dressing that was made with... um, avocados and just uh spices avocados spices vinegar and that's it and salt so we would what spice what spices would you so use? we would blend like um half of an avocado with about um a tablespoon of vinegar uh about one uh lime lime juice and some uh, garlic powder um chipotle powder um uh and onion powder and salt and a, and okay. a little bit of cilantro fresh cilantro and then mm-hmm. blend it up blend it up and then you have a a nice creamy um avocado dressing and then you can play with different flavors you can use that as a base and and add different flavors to it if you don't want it spicy um uh and yeah the the other ones we've done are tofu and miso based Mm -hmm. um can you have either of those do either of those well tofu just is a little more high fat but i have some low fat tofu so i could do a tofu based I could well, do that. I don't know that everybody at home and has And it depends that, but... on what your palate wants, but usually what people want in a dressing is some sort of fattiness to go on the lettuce. And that's where that's where it kind of hits our play, flavor profile. So, I mean, if you can, some tofu can also, always be substituted for nuts. Another one we've done is miso. Um, and that gives it kind of that umami taste that you're looking for. Miso and nutritional yeast um, with just like a dash of maple. And then you kind of just... Um, stir until it's the right consistency that you want and miso already has it's very salty so you don't have to add any salt to that 
that's kind of like oh i'm gonna try that i have miso in my fridge right now yeah so i mean even to start with like a tablespoon of miso a dash of of maple and uh maybe a tablespoon of nutritional yeast and mix those together or even just miso and lime and no liquids besides just the Uh, lime and the lime the other one you might Mm want to add a little bit of water to the right consistency for your salad dressing if you like it thicker or thinner Okay. I don't, do other people say that? I feel like it's like the hardest thing for me. I mean, I could make yummy cashew stuff all day long. Yeah. That's not hard at all. But when you're trying not to, you know, when fat matters for those with heart disease or diabetes, that matters. And it mm-hmm. just feels like it's just hard unless you just want everything to be acidic. Like, you know, if I'm just going to go balsamic, but sometimes you just want creamy, yeah. like you said, I just want a good creamy dressing. And I don't want it to be made out of beans. <laughs> and we've seen, I've seen another one that we've done once uh, for a client. It's been a while that was zucchini based. So the using like the creaminess of the zucchini and just blending that up with Italian spices. And I think maybe some vinegar. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. I could yeah. try that. I have a zucchini in yeah. my fridge. And that one's, and yeah. that one's also raw. So, I mean, like if there are people, some people will do a, a raw diet yeah. too and, and we'll incorporate that we'll probably do about 50 percent raw ourselves so yeah. oh that's amazing yeah raw is great for people who are reversing disease yeah. for sure so but i don't know that raw is sustainable for everyone but there is a place yeah, for it <laughs> for sure. i want to eat a cooked baked potato well sure, and that's sometimes. that we actually had that debate because in the summer it's so much easier but like here uh, we're in utah so it's november and it, you know it's snowing literally right now outside and so I don't want to eat a green smoothie right now. <laughs> That's like the last thing I want to eat. And like, you know, your body kind yeah. of like will warm me up. Yeah. And then you want the, this. I'm loving it because it's like soup yes. time and soups, plant-based soups are just where it's at, where my kids are like, I'm not eating a soup mom in Texas when it's 105 <laughs> degrees outside. When that's just what I want to see all the time, but that's not how it works. Put like a YouTube video of like snow and like watch this. Right. Just watch this and eat your soup. But no, now I just want to move to Utah and be your neighbor. That's like what I want to do now. Like there are some lots available. Yeah, there are. Yeah, they're good and There are some lots available, huh? Awesome. Well, yeah, that would just be a dream. I'd be like, just bring over the leftovers. I'll have a running tab. Oh, it would be fantastic. All right. Well, I loved having you guys on today. And I just think that you make plant-based sound so easy and doable. And that's so refreshing because I think that people get bogged down in that it's hard or that it's, you know, I don't know. I just, I, there's a lightness to talking to both of you that just eat plants. It's great. <laughs> so, so I love that. So tell everybody how to find you. Because I'm sure that there's people listening from Utah who were like, I didn't even know this was available. And I know that they're going to want to tap in and figure out how to order from Yeah, you. thank you. Follow us on Instagram at Chef Heber. And the website is chefheber.com. Super easy, super um, easy to find. And we're also sharing some Thanksgiving recipes on our Instagram. So that might be. Yeah. The- Oh, super helpful. That's really great. Yes, everyone go follow. Well, thank you, you guys. And if you're in Utah, ever people, if you don't live there, check that out while you're there. Because I know that when you travel, it feels like, oh, what am I going to eat? And now you have some options. What area are you guys in? We're in Utah County. So we're in the Lehigh area. In the Lehigh area. That's what I thought. So yeah, so, so great. All right. All right, everybody. So go check out Chef Heber. Yes. And you guys thanks for coming on again and i just um am so excited to see how you guys are just changing the world with simple plant-based meals it's amazing go look at their stuff you guys you're telling me you'll want to order it like right now <laughs> it's so nice so. thank you um, Trisha. all right thank you thanks for coming on you guys all right everybody have a great day have a great day have a great day A few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world, please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. 
I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful. There's a lot of other perks when you're a Breathe member. So you receive coaching, you get to watch other women be coached, and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide. So right now, there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you? And this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program, but now it's also offered in Breathe. Something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support. There'll be a private Facebook group that you can check in with. And remember, you're gonna be seeing these other women be coached. So you will get to be honestly their best friends. It will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. So that will be a wonderful support for you. The last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can um, it can be very user friendly for you so come join me in breathe you remember nothing in your life has to change for everything to change and that's the work we do in breathe have you come up for air have you needed help to keep breathing i got you come join us in breathe have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews is, are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So how, wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.